Open the fucking door. It's episode four. Welcome back, bitches. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as much as I'm enjoying recording them. Day four of 40, 10% of the way there. So, well done. We made it. How are you getting on? How are you, specifically, how are you getting on with your 40-day Lent challenges? You're writing with your left hand, you're throwing with your left hand, you're fucking hopping on both feet or one foot or... What are you doing? Let me know. Um, I got an interesting one there from a, a very good friend of mine, Dave Webster. A lad I've actually mentioned a couple of times in the podcast, but for some strange unknown reason, he, we haven't, I haven't got him on, basically. Um, but he'll be on in due course, hopefully in the next week or so. But anyway, Dave said to me that he was going to, I think, watch... I watch a watch a bit of Jordan Peterson. I don't I don't think he gave me a timeline, but let's say a timeline would be better if he said half an hour if he had it. He's gonna spend half an hour, say, listening to Jordan Peterson every day for the next forty days. Now, look, I'm not telling everyone to go out and listen to him, but that idea is fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He he kind of blew me away with even just the, the concept of that. And particularly with Peterson because he's kind of a I suppose a different character. Um, but the point being that the idea of, of educating yourself, so, so pick, pick a time. Say you've got 10 minutes. Say you've got 20 minutes. Don't pick too much. Don't say you're going to do an hour every day because you know, you're, you're pushing into kind of dodgy territory, I think, especially if you know, you're, you're, you're working and you've got kids and you, know, you don't have a whole pile of time, whatever. But whatever it is, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Ideally, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get any kind of real content in at a, at a kind of minimum. But I reckon, and I said it to Dave, I reckon that come the end of the 40 days, if he spends half an hour listening to Jordan Peterson, or, you know, if you if you pick a person and go down, you know, their rabbit hole. So let's say, let's say you've, you've a real interest in, uh, I don't know, human behavior, and you want to go down a, a human behavior shaped rabbit hole. Pick Robert Sapolsky and watch or listen or read half an hour of Robert Sapolsky every day for 40 days. And I reckon that Dave or anybody else who does this, come the end of the 40 days, you look back on that 40-day period as being transformative. And I mean that in like a really deep sense, like that you'll be essentially a different person come the end of the 40 days. Like, think about that. You could change your, not your personality, but you could change your perception of, of all sorts of different things in as little as, you know, a month, essentially. And that will literally affect the rest of your life. I mean, you're you're so in control of your own destiny. It's, it's, it's scary, and it, it should be fucking scary. If we, if we could only understand how in control we were of our own lives... There's no, there's no upper limit to, to what can be achieved. And that's something that just, people don't hear. That, that message that, you know, you can, you can do as you please, essentially. But, but not do as you please. I don't mean spend your life sniffing coke off strippers' tits or, you know, walking the dog or, you know, taking pictures of beautiful sunsets or, you know, all that's, all that's kind of trivial and, and meaning, meaningless stuff. What I'm, what I'm talking about, I think, is, is, your, is, is your destiny, Without you know making anybody vomit, uh, and your 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 purpose in life, like we all have this kind of 
angst or maybe, maybe we don't have it maybe i'm maybe i'm just weird but again the the more and more i, I talk openly about you know my my own weird idiosyncrasies that the more i i realize how it's it's not just me <laughs> you know if and, and if it is just me there are probably tens if not hundreds of millions of people you know who, who are just like me but this this angst that that people feel i i think it has a it ha, it's partially the cause of a, of a lot of anxiety and depression this you know rudderless feeling that you've you know no direction in life you're you're in the job you're in because you know you you left school and maybe your mother pushed you towards a particular degree or maybe you got sacked from some job and you know took the next job that kind of came up and i mean think put it this way how many of us are in a job because it was the first job that we were offered when we went looking for a job I mean, if that's not a fucking recipe for disaster, I, I don't know what is. I mean, to, to find yourself in a job that you're best suited to and you will find fulfilling and will be beneficial to your your inherent character. But the, the, the idea that you could achieve that by just basically jumping at the first offer, like that's it's practically non-existent. Like one in a thousand might get lucky and land on their feet. But I think it's fair to say for the overwhelming majority, two things. We generally do that, except the first thing that comes along and are generally unhappy with the outcome. But what if in primary school we were told that, uh, that again, I've, I've said this so many times, we create our own realities. We really, really do. And I, th I think I'm going to maybe, I don't know, I, it's such a... It's such an important topic that it's something that I would like to put a lot more thought into and, you know, write it down and, and get it right and, and perfect it and, and give it to you in a way that you're going to understand. And it's, you know, this brilliant, beautiful work of art that's, you know, never, ever going to be completed. So fuck it. I may just spitball, basically, and, and, and get the, the essence. Once I get the essence of what I'm trying to say across, that's the that's the important thing. And I suppose the, the essence of what I'm trying to say, in in a sense, is our subjective experience is all that matters. It's all there is. Anything outside of your objective experience is, is irrelevant. I mean, you know, how many how many protons or electrons are in a whatever the fuck it is, or, you know, how many people are in the city or town you live in or the country that you live in? Any empirical facts, I suppose, they're, they're, they're so meaningless. They, they have no... They have no relevance, really. It's it's all to do with how you perceive the world around you. You could be in the lap of luxury, and as many people are. Like put it this way: How many times have you heard of the guy who you know committed suicide, and uh, you know had a big house and a profitable business and a wife and family that loves him and blah blah fucking blah. Something was wrong. Some something in in that man or woman's boy or girl's head didn't see it that way and again that's getting back getting more back to the point if you think things are shit things are shit there's no there's no two ways about it and again that's the point you create your own reality which i suppose begs the question you know what does that mean what what are we to do with that information and the first step i suppose as is almost always the case is is to be aware of that fact because once you're aware of something you can at least address it
So here's one for you. Here's a, here's a question to ask yourself. Now bear with me with this. What would you do if you won the lotto? And I'm not talking, you know, 100 billion. And I'm not talking 500,000. I'm talking, I don't know, a couple of million. Say 5 or 10 million. And if you're predisposed to being pessimistic, don't say, oh, you know, inflation and that won't be worth what it, you know. Pick essentially an unlimited figure or even just have in your head you've enough you've enough money that you could ever need without you know wanting to buy up all the newspapers in the world and change the agenda and fix world problems you know try try and keep it within reason try and try and make it so that it's not completely hypothetical and hypothetical to the point whereby it's just nonsensical and ask yourself what would you do so you don't need to work you know, your mortgage is paid, or if you don't have a house, you've bought a house, and you're, you've saw, you've done all the usual shit that people endlessly talk bollocks about, like, oh, I'd, I'd make sure all my friends' mortgages were paid, and I, you know, knowing that I knew or loved would want for anything, yeah, 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 all that's just taken care of, you've enough money, you know, you've enough money to do whatever, whatever you want, essentially, so ask yourself, what, what would that be? And again, if it's sniffing coke off strippers' tits and walking on the beach and during beautiful sunsets, like realistically, like th- th- this is the rest of your life we're talking about here. So I mean, what are you going to do on a day by day basis? Like you've got, let's say, forty odd hours a week outside of you know eating and sleeping and relaxing and chilling out. What what are you going to do? And the more and more people that I ask that, and the, the more answers that I get, the more I'm becoming aware of the fact that. Most people, at least in my circle, the people that I've asked, most people would be doing things that with a little bit of effort and focus and drive and, you know, with a sprinkling of enthusiasm on top, they'd be able to do in a couple of years. So to to give one one example, a mate of mine said that uh, he'd he'd love nothing more than to write full-time. He wants to become a, a full-time author. He likes writing, you know... Uh, fictional short stories he likes writing non-fiction he, ju- he just loves writing he has a love of writing and he, he, he's never written too much poetry but would love the idea of getting into it so educating himself on on writing types you know I, I don't know anything about writing but educating himself on the different types of expression educating himself on the, on the different flares and styles and all that jazz again i, I don't know anything about it but and reading, obviously. So reading, he'd read endlessly and write endlessly. And I'm like, man, you're you're producing content doing that. And he was like, well, yeah, you would be. Like, would it care to you if anybody read it? And he was like, yeah, well, it'd be nice if somebody read it. Right, well, if if people, if you think that there'd be an appetite out there for people to read what it is that you're writing, then there's presumably an income to be made from that. In either selling your books or these days, maybe on a, a kind of a Patreon basis. And we talked it out for a few minutes, and it was so fucking achievable, it was kind of, again, kind of scary, like what I said from the outset. You're in control, you're in charge. What he needed to do was just keep working away at the job that he's had forever, but just kind of in the background, working away on on building his writing career. In a sense, almost like what I've done with my business. My business is a means to an end. What that end is, I'm not entirely sure, but it's something that I can ideally set up have somebody else run and free myself up which was the equivalent basically of winning the lot get having it having an income 
and not having to work, you know, 40 odd hours a week or at least work 40 hours a week at a at a passion project, at something like this. Like, I'd love to do what I'm doing right now full-time. It'd be fucking fantastic. I'd travel the world doing this in a heartbeat. And again, I haven't mentioned this, all the solo podcasts have been recorded on my phone. I have a, a Samsung Galaxy 7 or whatever. I'm not big into these things. Maybe there's better phones, maybe there's worse. I'm not sure. But it's a smartphone with a... And the, the app that I'm using is the default voice recorder that came with it. There's no mad software. I don't have a... You know, some sort of sound engineer background or anything of the sort. I, I don't I don't have anything to do with journalism or like I never went to college. Like I did, you know, a month or two in Bolton Street in construction a hundred years ago. But that doesn't exactly fucking benefit what I'm doing here now. But the point being, I work like a seventy odd hour week. I start my day at four o'clock every morning. I work my absolute bollocks off. But it's a means to an end. The, the idea is that come a certain stage in the hopefully not too distant future i'd be able to concentrate on whatever it is that i want to do which is essentially the same as winning the lotto so don't view winning the lotto as something that happens one in every so many million people who obviously do the lotto view it as something that's essentially attainable and if you think about that like if you wake up in the morning and you're working towards winning the lotto in a in a in a, a really directed manner like you you have a goal you have a plan it's in place each day brings you closer to that goal granted you're going to have better days than others but at least you have some form of purpose at least there's meaning in your life and like people not having that not having that purpose not having that meaning not having that reason to fucking jump up out of bed in the morning not that i jump up out of bed in the morning but you know what i mean like that's the fucking underlying problem related to everything you know our drug use our depression our anxiety our over medication our just sadness like i mean i remember a couple of years ago and i don't want to verify this and i've never looked it up but it was just kind of scary and it resonated with me i think the number one search on google was lonely and i think it i think reliably you know alone or loneliness or sad or feeling terrible and things like that you know appear higher than most other things on google searches like these are the things that people are fucking googling and second to that it's you know x factor and fucking some kardashian young one or whatever but it really needn't be like that and the only thing that the only thing that can help you is you and the only thing that can help you help you is your fucking outlook and i suppose it's worth mentioning the outlook of the people that you're surrounded by if you're surrounded by people who have no goals who have no meaning who have no fulfillment in their life and are you know sad for fucking want of a better term for one reason or the other that's going to drag you the fuck down you need to surround yourself with with optimistic people and be an optimistic person as, as as best you can because granted there's there's utility in being pessimistic there's utility in saying oh the world's a fucking terrible place and it's a rigged game and capitalism and the one percent and you know shit rolls downhill and one rule for them and one rule for us and and all that like that's a that's a great excuse to to not try and there's no two ways about it. If, if you're not trying, for whatever reason, if you're not trying, you're fucked. And I suppose just, just, just in saying that, I've become aware of my, 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 my tone and my, 
my mood almost, and I, I, I seem to be kind of getting, you know, I don't know, the, the topic itself has become almost depressing, it's like, yeah, you know, Jesus, things can be terrible if you don't get your head right, that's not the way this is supposed to go, <laughs> cheer up, Frano, fuck's sake, <laughs> but like, the, the message is a positive message, the message is, you're the fucking captain of your ship, you're in control, and if you're not, you need to fucking address that, and you need to address that immediately, maybe even overbearing parent, maybe even overbearing fucking roommate, maybe even overbearing partner, whatever it is, maybe maybe the fact, or the, the thought that you've an overbearing something, maybe that's just an excuse, maybe you need to fucking grow a pair, but, but re-examine your situation, be a little bit more, I suppose self-aware, have a little bit of introspection, sort yourself out, get, you know, get your fucking shit together, and make, and make a plan, Get your fucking shit together and make a plan. Write down what you would do, or at least think about what you would do if you won the lotto. And if that turns into something like, you know, I'd write full-time, or I'd be a full-time athlete, or I'd be insta-famous, or whatever the fuck it is, ask yourself, realistically, what would you have to do to achieve that? Or, Or better still, what would it cost in order to achieve what you're talking about because if all you want to do is let's say train full-time um as as an athlete say but you can't because you're commuting and you know fucking blah 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 re-examine how much money you need to do that thing that you want to do and if it doesn't require you to commute to dublin say and waste maybe four hours a day in a round trip commuting to a job you fucking hate maybe getting a job in your local centre is the fucking move maybe that'll give you the flexibility to to train full time and maybe try and break that record or, or whatever it is and you're the, maybe what would you do if you won the lotto is too big a question because that's for your, that's for your entire life so, so let's, maybe, let's maybe pull back away from that and instead of asking yourself what would you like to do for the rest of your life just ask yourself what would you like to achieve Let's say this year. What what's the goal? Maybe it maybe it's something as maybe it's something as simple as, you know, lose a bit of weight. Or maybe it's lose a fucking shitload of weight. Or maybe it's, you know, get a bit fitter or, or start something or maybe maybe get a hobby or may, maybe meet some new people. Maybe make some friends. And but make some friends. Jesus Christ, that's another really eye opening thing about having these conversations with people that I've been having. Like, I've, I've made friends. I mean, like, I, I would be closer with Ivor now since having met him for the first time a wet week ago than I am with people that I know fucking decades. You know, we're, we're fucking, we're kindred spirits of sorts. Like, he, he's, a, he's a friend for life, essentially. And ask yourself this, when was the last time that happened to you? Because until it happened with me and Ivor, say, it hadn't happened with anybody else. Like, uh, a past guest and best friend of mine, Pat O'Reilly, like, we, we'd be very close. But, I mean, there's pictures of me and him in the kitchen sink being bathed together when we were, you know, fucking one and one and a half or, or whatever age we were. Like, we go back a long-ass time. So it's no wonder that we're still really good friends. But I haven't added to that pool at all with the exception of, let's say, Ivor. 
and I'm not fucking 11. I'm fucking 34. So I'm 34 years of age, and Ivor's probably the first new friend. The only guy that springs to mind, at least, you know, talking out loud, or thinking out loud, that I've made in 10 fucking years. And I think most people are the same. You know, you haven't made a friend since you either went to school, or even in, in school, like, you went into first year, you didn't know anybody in your class. After, you know, a, a couple of weeks or a couple of months or maybe a year or two, you kind of found your mates. And, and that was you to leave and start. It's not as if your year changed every year. You didn't start a new secondary school every year, which maybe mightn't be a fucking bad idea, or at least change class every year. But we, we, we don't make new friends. And if you're not making new friends you're kind of stuck with the life that you fell into f- as an accident of birth. So maybe maybe for some people that's your goal, to, to maybe meet new people. And the, the best way of meeting new people is to start doing new things. Maybe it's triathlons. Maybe it's fucking snooker. Maybe it's darts. Maybe it's rings. You, you've absolutely no idea of the amount of things that's in your locality. You really don't. And even forget about your locality. If you've got an internet connection... You've got the fucking internet. Like, Jesus, there's more clubs and associations and chats and forums and, like, this, it's, it's fucking endless. It's, it, the question is, you know, where to start. And where to start is to, to look inward. It's to examine yourself. And, and even by, by asking yourself, what would you do if you had won the lotto? You might, you might never have thought of that. And if you've never thought of that, it could take you the rest of the day or the rest of the week or the rest of the year to figure out what it is that you would do. But I mean, you, fuck, you need to know that. Because not knowing that is not knowing what you want to do with your life. And if you don't know what to do with your life, then what are you doing? You know, shuffling along until you're 70 and you die? Fuck that. Life's too fucking sure for that shit, man. Change your perspective. Change your outlook. Set some fucking goals. Get up and take on the fucking world. And take it on in your own terms. Jesus. The the years that I wasted, you know, with this idea of, oh, you know, what will people think? Fuck me. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. Stop thinking like that. Stop stop thinking and start doing for a lot of people. Because some there's I think there's maybe two different types of people, broadly speaking, obviously, that are that are listening to this. And on, on one half you've all the people that are like, He's fucking right. I want to be a writer or I want to do this thing or I've always wanted to do the, to do this and fucking hell, if nothing else, I'm gonna at least think about how I might actually achieve that instead of just, you know, wanting to have done it my entire fucking life and dying at whatever age regretting not having at least tried to fucking get it because jesus there's there's not achieving something and then there's never bothering your whole to do it so that's one camp say and then the other camp is the people who are kind of sitting there almost bewildered going whoa fuck uh I don't fucking know what I want to do. And maybe maybe what I've said has disheartened you a little bit. Maybe you've kind of went, Jesus, I've, I've no meaning in my life. Maybe maybe, maybe you're realising that your life is, is very unfulfilled and maybe this podcast is depressing the shit out of you. 
And if it is for those reasons, then fucking good. You need that wake-up call now. Not in fucking 20 years and your life is over. And I only wish that I had listened to this podcast fucking 20 years ago. Because I'd be on episode 4585. And, uh, you know... God knows what what difference that I could have made to myself, to my friends, to my family, to the fucking world at large. So hopefully I've maybe inspired more people than I've depressed. And I'll chat to you tomorrow. Keep liking, reviewing, subscribing, start the conversation, continue the conversation, and get up and get fucking after it.